Have your dancers ever experienced success at a competition and then started to back off on the hard work that got them there and act like they can coast through the rest of the season? Hi, I'm Dr. Chelsea, and this phenomenon of slacking off after success is not something we talk about often in the dance industry, but I think it's important to address. How do you stay motivated after competitive success? Well, I've got three tips to help you do just that. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. A lot of dance coaches and teachers talk about peaking at the right time of the season. There's this concern that you don't want to be super successful right out of the gate because then your dancers get complacent, they don't work as hard, and they lose that hunger and competitive drive. I've definitely seen that on my years of coaching too. So what do you do if your dancers start doing well at competitions really early in the season? They experience success and then start to get comfortable. We want to celebrate success along our journey, but it can be a fine line between celebrating achievement and still pushing for more. So here are my three mindset lessons for staying motivated after a competitive success. Number one is to talk about how they got to the current level of success they just experienced. In psychology, there's this concept called internal locus of control. I know that's jargon word, stick with me. It's a character trait that's influenced by your personality. An internal locus of control is this general belief that your actions are responsible for what's happening in your life. The idea is that you have some control over what's happening to you. So people who are high in this trait, they have a high locus of control as a part of their personality. They believe that their success is due to their actions and the success wasn't a fluke or an accident. On the other hand, people with the opposite, what we call an external locus of control, believe that events are pretty much outside of their control. They believe that things just happen to them. So the idea is we can help our dancers understand what actions they took, what behaviors they're doing that actually helped them be successful. We can remind them that the hard work that went in to get them this far has to keep going. So think of locus of control like a continuum, right? You have a big spectrum on one end, you have internal locus of control that you feel like the, think of it like the location of your control is within you and the other side, is external locus of control. You believe that the location of the control in your life is outside of you, it's external. Dancers can be really far on the external side and believe everything happens to you and you don't have any control over it. Or you can be really far to the internal side and believe you have quite a bit of control over everything in your life. And then there's where most of us fall, which is somewhere in the middle. But in sport and really in life, being able to focus on a higher level of internal control overall, gives you a more positive outlook on success. It is psychologically desirable to have a higher internal sense of control. 
that sense of control over your own life gives you more consistent motivation because you believe you did something to contribute to that success. So you can, and you want to do that again, rather than having the success be something that was outside of your control. It was a fluke. It was an accident. It won't happen like that again. You can see how that means you're like, eh, why keep trying? So to my teachers and coaches who are listening, you will have dancers with various amounts of this internal locus of control. It's all along the spectrum where you can help is to talk to them about their actions and their behaviors that led to the current success. If they just got platinum and top score at competition, celebrate it and talk to them about what led to that success. One of my favorite questions to ask when I'm working with dancers is twofold. One, what have you accomplished so far? And two, what actions led to that success? Dancers surprisingly have a hard time answering the actions question. They don't really stop and think about like, well, what have I been doing over the last few months of training that allowed this success to happen? Like, what did I do to bring this about? I want to help dancers realize what behaviors help them get where they are right now. Did they show up to practice with an open mind and a positive attitude? Do they give 100% in strength training and ballet classes? Are they taking good care of themselves outside of your studio? We want to help dancers generate ideas and realize how much of their own actions led to the competitive results they're seeing on stage. It's not a fluke. It's not something we just handed to them without hard work. So if they want the success to continue, those actions and behaviors can't stop. The second mindset tip here is to focus on a growth mindset. I've shared a lot about growth mindset on the podcast before, and for more, if you need that, you can listen to episode 18, but a growth mindset is another great way to stay motivated after competitive success. So as a reminder, a growth mindset is the belief that your talent and achievements are uncapped. You can always grow and get better with hard work and effort. A dancer with a fixed mindset believes in a stable level of talent. You have all the talent you ever will, so hard work isn't really going to matter. You'll never be as flexible as so-and-so or as good at style as that other dancer. For dancers with a fixed mindset, once you reach competitive success, there's no reason to believe you can get any better. That was probably the best you're going to be, so effort tends to drop. Dancers with a growth mindset, however, will be able to see how their hard work led to the display of talent that they just achieved on stage. They'll recognize how their efforts led to success. And with more effort will come even more talent. So there's no reason to stop all that hard work and training because you won this weekend. You're not done. Your talent is not at its peak. There's still more to learn and more skills to achieve. There's more work to be done. So as uh, the instructors and our teachers, we can help our dancers cultivate that growth mindset. And a lot of that comes in the language that we use, making sure we're praising them for their effort, kind of celebrating the hard work, even before they achieve a new skill or reach that outcome, right? We're celebrating and praising the effort along the way. And again, I dig into growth mindset a whole bunch in episode 18, if you need more on that, but that's one great way to kind of bring the focus back to effort and progress and celebrating, you know, the fact that we can continue to grow, that our success is in learning a new skill. It doesn't matter if I won this weekend or not, but look what I learned, right? So we're shaping the mindset around practice 
that can help them maintain more motivation, even if competitions are going really well. And then the third mental skill that helps you maintain motivation after success is focusing on process-based goal setting rather than outcome goals. So outcome goals are things like winning the competition, beating a certain score or another team or studio. But those goals are actually out of your control and you can't determine what judges will think or what other dancers will bring to the stage. So while competitive rankings aren't inherently bad, I usually try to guide dancers away from that kind of goal. If they are your only goal, especially once you achieve that goal, motivation is going to plummet. You did what you needed to do. So now you just ride there. You're like, okay, I made it. I'm good. So instead we want to help our dancers focus on what we call process goals. Process goals are about the process of learning dance and the process of getting better, right? So process goals are specific actions you can take that will help you continue to grow, help you improve your performance. And they are 100% within your control. So you want to identify exactly what you need to do in order to learn a new skill or improve your performance in some way. Say you want to improve the height of your jumps then a process goal would be a really specific strength training regimen focused on that goal. You would have clear exercises laid out. You would have time blocks set in your practice schedule to focus on that skill. Then you can take videos or pictures to monitor the progress. And you can see how these process goals are in your control. And when you have that clear plan of how to achieve that goal, you can track your progress and you can keep growing even if you won at your most recent event. And again, you're taking control back over your, your growth. And it's not about what the judges think this weekend, good or bad. Did you grow and get better? Are you seeing progress in your skills and your love of performance? So helping our dancers focus on process goals that are 100% in their control will help them maintain that internal motivation, no matter what happens at competition. So after competition, when things go really well, here's my general advice. First, celebrate with your dancers. Let them soak in the moment and be proud of what they've accomplished. Then when you get back to work that next week, talk to them about the actions that they think led to that success. What behaviors did they do that helped them get there so you can keep doing it? Set some new process goals and then keep using growth mindset language throughout your classes and training sessions to keep the motivation up. I've talked on the podcast before about dealing with failure and disappointment, and that's an all important topic too. I have another episode uh, all about that. I'll link in the show notes as well, but I, I feel like sometimes dealing with success can be just as challenging. I believe it takes character and discipline to handle success the right way. We want dancers who are humble in their success, but also accept responsibility for what they did to make that successful performance happen. It's okay to own it when you did something good. You can be humble and kind to other dancers and proud of your own accomplishments at the same time. So talk to your dancers about how to handle success so they can gain self-confidence after an achievement, but still feel the drive to keep working hard. If this was helpful, I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram, send me an email. Let me know if these types of mindset conversations help you motivate yourself and your dancers. And 
the best thing you can do to show me that you like the show and that this was helpful is to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share the episode with your dance friends. Word of mouth is still the best way to get the message out there, and I'd be grateful if you would share the episode. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot that you're here and listening today. And please keep sharing your passion for dance with the world.